3: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
4: Shout out to Steven from Uber Eats. Steven's my who's name. Who's listening right now. Huge fan of the show. Thank you very much, Steven, because you got the food here very quickly. Well, you got the food here so quickly that it's almost like I ordered it, not it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just a, very much,
1: Ed. Ed just missed one of the best moments we've had here in a long time. <laughs> and that's surprising because we've had a lot of good ones where we were talking about next week. And I was asking mm-hmm. Ken what his plans were. was Is he going to go to the game on Christmas mm-hmm. and, you know, setting up the show here. So Ken asked the question, hey, are you guys dark on Monday? He looked right at on me. Monday? And Rob goes, what do you mean dark? <laughs> Ken, Ken just He stopped for a second. He goes, oh, no, you're not getting me. <laughs>
5: Not, you've been in too many Penn and Teller shows. Yeah. Well, our, well, our reputation. Because Steven, and the, brother goes, I couldn't be late. I had to get here. I hear you you killing people who are not bringing your food on top of you. Like, oh.
4: well, Steven, thank you very much, man. He is here, Kim McKusick, Film Study Baltimore, Ravens 23-7 to win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. But we knew Trevor Lawrence came in with an injury. Trevor Lawrence looked like he left with two more injuries. They, they, he was not a lot of sacks for him, but he left battered and bruised.
6: Yeah, he ran the football, and I thought Jackson took a lot of big hits too. By the way, we talk about that if you want. But the, the that awkward tackle from Oway, where he kind of tackled him backwards, bent him over, got up with his hand shaking. And there's there's a lot of reasons why quarterback might shake shake his hand around. He hits a helmet, whatever you, it happens. But you know the big ones in, is from baseball, and you know Rob, but you, you, UCL injuries for pitchers. Um, you know they 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 can't feel the end of their fingers and they're twitching their hand around right. and uh, you know I don't know uh, hard to throw the football effectively
4: too because you can't feel it off the end yeah and you saw him short hopping a lot yep. right after that hit
5: what about a couple of the uh, the real blunders in that game like I, I just I'll just get to it I feel like the Jaguars helped the Ravens a lot besides you know, missing chip shots after the drive in the field. They, you know they're trying to surprise them at the end of the first half, and not you know clocking mm-hmm. the ball.
6: Would have been a great time to surprise them with a pass into the end zone. That that yeah. would yeah. have been the smart thing, but yeah. uh, but they didn't they didn't try and do that. Uh, three false starts in a home game. I mean, first of all, that's bad. But second of all, imagine if that game was played in Baltimore, they'd be they'd be you know crediting us with doing yeah you know in, in, in the, that that obviously they play at the end of the half, the missed field goals, the bobbles and the drops by the receivers, the fumble in the open field. It was just a, it was a game of gifts. Game. It kind of reminds me of in the two thousand game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is that night Sunday game. So very similar. They went down to Jacksonville, and I think they fumbled the center exchange seven times in that game, and and the Jacksonville just bobble the game away to the Ravens. Then, who big win for that. And then
5: the op- the upside though that Marcus Williams get up, uh, yeah. Patrick Queen picked him up, or told him to get up, but because that would have been a timeout.
6: Really smart play by Williams in two ways. First of all, he was he was deep and he saw it coming, and he, mm. he went right to the football and and got him down in bounds. I don't know how he managed to do it, but great great play. Um, and then yeah, getting off the field, you don't call timeout, you don't stop the clock for that other team. But uh, I think the clock probably would have run out, but we'd we'd have had to see it work out that way.
1: Uh, let me ask about the the, the big injury and, and what how you think it affects the team moving forward. It sucks, and we've all talked about it ad nauseum with Keaton Mitchell, but uh, the impact that has on the team.
6: Yeah, it, it, it really is going to require dramatic changes to what they do. Um, his speed was a real weapon, uh, run and pass game. He was showing up, so he, he'd done that. Good extended play option, which not everybody is. It's good to see Likely doing some of that. Uh, they'd, they'd done pony backfield a fair amount with him. That'll probably go, be going away. When I look back to Ravens injuries to rookies of a similar ilk, the, the last one I can remember that was a serious was Lardarius Webb in 2009. Mm-hmm. Just a, a really serious, awful injury to a very promising rookie. And it took him two years to get back. And when he came back, he was the best cornerback in the NFL for one year. And then they had to pay him and then... Uh, he got hurt again in 2012, of course, and and then um, you know played intermittently well for the rest of his career. Ken
4: McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. dot com. You brought up Isaiah Likely. I said before the Ravens' offense is an either or. Can't understand why they can incorporate him when Mark Andrews is here, because when Mark Andrews is not, he shows flashes of being a weapon, not just a a pass catching tight end, a absolute weapon, very athletic. And I thought he showed that athleticism on Sunday night.
6: Yeah, lots of athleticism. You know, lots of trust points. Coming back and getting that football when two players might have had a chance to intercept. It, it was a little bit of a jump ball, but he pulled it away from that. That's big trust points with Lamar, and he, he should get the football more because of it. I thought not only did he do that, he extended plays well by finding space behind the defense on one play. Uh, in another play where Lamar put the ball up high for him, he caught it. You uh, know, just... A great night for Likely in terms of trust. Was right where he was supposed to be on that seam pass for the touchdown. Uh, so great, great uh, night for him. And I agree with you. I don't see why the, the Ravens can't run 12 personnel with Andrews back, use him some, or even have Andrews off the field some, uh, and uh, have him make some plays. He's a, he's a terrific player.
5: One of my f- favorites this season has been Justin Matabike. I think he's been incredibly disruptive. Just a tremendous force from the interior. And I got I a question for you. Rob and I have been kicking this around when someone's nearly on the ground in the grasp of a defensive lineman and they intentionally ground the ball, you think they should be still credited with a sack?
6: Yes. I think, I think it should be a sack. I don't, I don't think there's any reason not yeah. to do it that way. Um, uh, <laughs> obviously, Matt BK lost a sack in this game, which was which was kind of silly, but he's had an incredible 11-game run. Exactly 11 sacks in the 11-run game. One yeah. with two and two halves. Um, but that's, that's uh, tied the all-time single-season record with two other players. Um, and uh, only one guy has 12. Uh, so he has a chance. That's Javon Curse between uh, 1999 and 2000. 29 quarterback hits in 11 games. He's had nine just in the last yeah. two here. So, yeah, he's been all over. Incredible cleanup player. I wanted to
1: ask about the offensive line, but I think we need more time to probably dive <laughs> into that. Um, so let me get your thoughts on just headed into this week against the 49ers and, and just kind of what, what how do you feel about this game? Because it's not a must-have But as I've said multiple times, like if you can win this game, it might make decisions easier down the stretch of how you want to dictate who's playing, how long they're playing, whatever.
6: Yeah, very, very big deal. If they if they win the game, then they'll have all kinds of choices coming up in week 18 or they might. um, uh, All that would have to happen is for the Dolphins to lose this week. And they already know that week 18 they can take off. Um, uh, Actually, let me see if that's right. No, they need, they'll they need one more win. So they'll either have to beat the Dolphins or they'll have to beat the Steelers. But they'll, if they win the next two, that's obviously the easiest way to take week, week 18 off. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Now, Ravens with a big win moving forward. It is a clash of the titans of Monday Night Football on Christmas. Kim McCusick in studio. He's not going anywhere. We'll uh, take a sneak peek at the clash, at the matchup between the Ravens and the 49ers up next right here on The Fan.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet?
4: in the a.m. on this taco Tuesday. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ken McCusick joins us from Film Study Baltimore. Ken, so the Ravens are down on the one-yard line. The next thing I know, I see flags go up in the air. Sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. The number one thing is to get the touchdown. Now, they got the touchdown, and that really bailed Simpson out. Because mm-hmm. if not, we'd have been looking at him today still.
6: Yeah, and and maybe we should still. He, he has not reduced his penalty count, not not by any significant amount, since he's, been, he's the second most penalized uh, guard in the entire NFL with nine. Uh, just a very slight improvement on his career rate, but uh, still one of the most penalized guys. He's got to get over that, or he's never going to become a guy who can make a lot of money in this league. And I uh, made the comment at the time on Twitter that that I thought it might co- cost him a, a couple million dollars in terms of future earnings on this, and uh, I think it might. What about the the
5: combination of I think the constant pressure Lamar was under, but then the way he handled it because I thought the offensive line let really put him in a bad spot often.
6: Yeah, so I, I'll let let Jeremy talk about the offensive line if he wants to, but they, the the Lamar had pretty good average time to throw in this game, but it was it was heavily weighted towards some results that were exceptional. Uh, you know, they showed a couple of them on the on the game of nine and eight second play, but three point eight zero average time to throw was the longest in the entire league by any quarterback. I, I thought the biggest thing about Lamar's game here is he made everybody else better in terms of the run game, in terms of what he did with his opportunity set in the pass game. Uh, the difference between ATS, BoQ, and pressure uh, combinations. He didn't have very many ATS opportunities, but he didn't do particularly well in them. He was pretty good with the ball out quick, and he was about average with pressure. So it wasn't really special. Uh, in terms of the overall yards relative to the opportunity set, but it was, re- was really special: was scrambling the football and uh, and making other people better in the run game. That's what, a lot of the reason why they racked up 250 plus yards was him.
1: How bad was Ronnie Stanley on Monday night?
6: Terrible. One of the worst outings of Sunday his career. Night, um, had uh, had four holding penalties in his rookie year against the Steelers, which was which was also an awful game. But uh, this one, he's under 50 uh, for the first time this year, and and. Uh, He's had a really bad year, but, but this was his, uh, his worst of this, game, of this year.
4: Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Ken had the 49ers coming forth on Monday night, Christmas night. So what did we learn from Sunday that we could take forward in the 49ers game?
6: I think there's a couple things. Obviously, they're, they're going to need to adapt to these injuries. Uh, Marcus Williams is a big injury we haven't talked about in terms of what, what do they do um, without him. Uh, we'll have to still see what they do without Keaton Mitchell. They were in a in a phase of the game where they're just running it down the opponent's throat. By the time it happened in this one, so I don't think we've seen the when they when they need to be a little varied in terms of how they run the football. Um, both quarterbacks, I think, are going to be looking to protect their quarterbacks, and this is a big element of this game. Yeah, <laughs> the graphic of of the Ravens having the golden ticket for keeping Lamar healthy the the whole season it really is. I mean, look around the league this year, yeah, and these two teams know there's probably a one-in-three chance they're going to meet in the Super Bowl, and they're going to be looking to tee off on each other. and, mm-hmm. and uh, set, the, set the tone. Set the, well, set the tone and, and set, the, set the roster for, for February, potentially. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, I think the other thing I would look at is they, they might want to take a big risk and get Worley on the back end so they can move Hamilton up front, because I think specifically against the 49ers, that would be a very big advantage.
5: Were you surprised by Chris Collinsworth basically wanting to build a life with Lamar? <laughs> <laughs>
6: he's, you know, he, he he's up and down. But one of the things about Collinsworth, and people, some and I guess not everybody knows this, he owns PFF. The, the grading service? Yes. So, yeah. yes. so, so uh, he, he, one of the things he's kind of admitting to is this how do you grade that kind of methodology? And I've had this discussion with the PFF people a lot of times is it's just very difficult to do to show the impact of Lamar on all the other players on the team. His own scrambles, his own passes never yeah. end up being as much as as all that, but uh, I thought it was good that Collinsworth finally you know seems to be giving that treatment to, to a Ravens player instead of the opponents.
4: and I'm glad you said that, but you know I love this breakdown. we talked about this yesterday of him saying you know if he's the MVP, this is why mm-hmm. I, I'm so sick of people comparing Lamar to other quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I would love for people to stop for one second, take those other quarterbacks and compare them to Lamar. I, I told Ed yesterday you can say he's not the best quarterback in the NFL. But he's the most dominant quarterback
6: in the National Football League. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I think I think you you, you talk about how he affects the, the the other players in the league. And when he, in 2019, um, he had a he had a, a good set of players around him, but it wasn't an unbelievable set of receivers. It was just a very good offensive line, some decent running backs. And he made that into a historic offense, basically, with how he improved mm-hmm. the other players around him. And and if that's where the thing starts, and it could be, I mean, you know, it, it could be like which quarterback makes other players better, is the same question you ask first, like which player has won the most Super Bowls? Um, it's just it's too complex a question, I think, for the typical fan to be able to wrap his head around. And that's why they probably don't go there to start with.
1: And just staying with this MVP thing, mm-hmm. what what really ticks me off is they're saying that Brock Purdy and Lamar are the two favorites right now. And the weird thing is whoever wins this game could ultimately get a leg up on the other person just because they're playing head-to-head, even though it's not – I mean, it's such a silly thing. But when I looked at the list, the top six guys were all quarterbacks, and then there's Christian McCaffrey. And I'm looking at it going, what is this award
4: even for? It's just for quarterbacks.
5: I think McCaffrey and Lamar are the two best players in the league. I think they should be the ones discussed as far as MVP.
4: Brock Purdy's not even the best player on his offense. No. He's not the second-best player in his
5: life. No, offense. he's not.
1: And he's not the third. No, he's not. And he's not the fourth.
5: you
4: I mean, he he, he he falls in line. What was off his offensive lineman that was out? Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah. He, he's, the, yeah, he's getting in line, son. And and I guess <laughs> the point with it is, and I'm not trying to knock Purdy because I think Purdy's perfect
1: for what they're doing. But it's
5: unfair that he's getting hate now because yeah. it's
1: not his fault. Yeah. Like, he's just putting up numbers. I mean, there's yeah. no, like, but again, if you were going to talk about an MVP for that team, how about Christian McCaffrey? Because when that team is – healthy and McCaffrey's in there they're undefeated when he's healthy and the rest mm-hmm. of it's no major pieces are out so um yeah that's a, it's just a it's a really good team so I, like I, I think it's going to be a fun game this weekend but ultimately when you go back and look at last week's or uh, you know Sunday's game against the jags we've been talking about the run defense and how leaky it's been is it, is it mainly by design or is this something where we're actually looking at some holes here
6: no i don't think there's any holes i think it's really by design they want to start with too high and in this game the the um Jags tried to do something. They tried to get the Ravens out of their nickel defense. Just to be, I, I don't want to go too deep into this, but mm-hmm. the, the, the defensive uh, uh, personnel you put on the field are almost entirely dictated by the offense, by what they put on the field. So if you put on 11 personnel, you're, you're termed as forcing the nickel. Well, the one place where the Ravens have the option is when the other team puts 12 personnel on the field. You can respond to that with base, or you can respond to it with nickel. The Ravens almost always respond to it with nickel and, and Hamilton in there. And, you know, they could not get them to stop doing that. So what they tried to do, they started the game by putting six offensive linemen in the game. Well, then the Ravens will play base, take the six offensive linemen, but they're back to playing nickel. They played 84% nickel now for the entire season. And this is just, if if you understood what that number meant to me, it's, it's former Ravens defensive coordinators. Have always had tremendous variation in the number of defensive backs and what they've done, including the great teams. 2019, uh, 2000 had four, had 34 and a percent dime and quarter snaps for the whole year. Six and seven defensive backs. So uh, this is just—it's weird to see them play five every single down.
1: You know what's funny about that too is there was that great story about Bill Parcells and Belichick and how they ran a certain type of defense all year long, mm-hmm. never played nickel, and then they got in the postseason and they both went to each other. And says, "What do you think if we play nickel in this game?" <laughs> And they would never expect it and what they could do because, uh, you know, again, matching personnel is all these things. And even now they got to look into and they should uh, control it more is when you do the late substitution, the fat guy that's taking (laughs) Mm -hmm. a sweet ass time to get out on the field before they set the ball. They really need to take a look at some of those things. But Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool.
4: There he is. Kim accuser. Ken, tell the folks in Baltimore all about film study.
6: Oh, Please from studybaltimore.com if you like articles. They're out there. The defensive article's out there has a lot of uh specifics on pass rush and packages and individual players.
4: There you go. Kim McKusick, thanks a lot. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Could a backup quarterback make it to the Super Bowl this season? We'll talk about that at 845. But on the other side is you, Commissioners Baltimore.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about you know what's going on now with, you know, the the Middle East and why would people do something this stupid? And I'm going to discuss, you know, just how people behave at this time and what we should be doing. That's next.
4: Commission's Baltimore up next on the fan. This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. It's time for Commissions, Baltimore. What you got for us, Eddie? Well,
5: we know what's going on in the world right now. Yes, obviously. And I saw a sign on um, southbound ninety five. Um, basically, that to me it really says a lot about what's going on. We've all seen the university president getting trouble for being anti-Semitic and. Criticizing Israel and all the things that go with this. But the sign said something to the effect of, I forget the first line. Um, for your, basically, for your information, Hamas is your problem, too. And I just think people need to realize this because they are. This is a terrorist group that's backed by Iran who is pledged not just to wipe Israel off the map, but they, they chant death to America. That's what they believe. They'd like to see the American, you know, states collapse and then, you know, collapse this country. So, I mean, that is our problem, too. And at this time of year, I mean, the FBI came out with a statement that wasn't, I mean, it's, you know, you kind of know it anyway, but basically the FBI director said, you know, there's a lot of red flags this holiday season. You got to be really careful. Large gathering. Think about the season. Times Square, you know, New York, there's, you know, there's New Year's Eve celebrations all over the world. Millions of people are going to be gathered in in confined uh, confined areas, it's been close quarters. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to really be concerned about. I remember, that, like the, right before I moved here, my last my last night of work with the NYPD was New Year's Eve, white Y2K. Because if you remember, they were afraid that the computers were going to, you know, banks were going to collapse, planes were going to crash. You know, the computer systems couldn't handle the change in the decade, uh, right. the, the millennium. So the lengths we went through cuz we had we planned for people popping up out of the sewers and mm-hmm. snipers and we had every sewer cover welded down in New York City. Believe it or not. Um so we couldn't get attacked from the sewer system and i was in georgia like the surveillance cameras and it was a huge operation and and thankfully it came and went
4: so when did P-20. you have to tell people not to work underground when did they stop doing that to make sure no one got
5: trapped we played it well in advance but we you know we told the power company that. shut it down yeah cuz they had weld them down for us so they they right. were you know they knew cuz they were doing it All
4: Right. I just making sure you know, yeah. Jim, jimmy Hoff wasn't burying people <laughs> under well the that's ground. a different story <laughs> It was a giant
5: stadium um But people need to pay attention. You know, I told you recently, a couple months ago, I was in the airport, BWI, and I raised voice, I turned around, it was a Transportation Authority police officer yelling at a woman, good, because she did what you're not supposed to do. She walked away from her suitcases and just went to get, you know, food, left her bags there unattended, and he waited for her to come back. But this is the time of year, you really got to start paying, you really need to pay attention to your surroundings. And don't be afraid to say something. It's you know that's what the police getting paid for. They're happy to respond. Believe me to something, Um, and you may be right. I just want to keep you know these guys are here. Hamas, Al Qaeda, they're all here. Been here a long time. You know you see how many millions of people come across the border who we don't even know who they are. They are in that group. They come over legitimately. They come over illegally. If you go back to my case in 1990, where I had you know the assassination of Maya Kahani and the World Trade Center plans, the attack, that guy, he lived in the U.S. for like 10 years before the murder. He's from Egypt. He was an Al-Qaeda member. He married an American woman. He got citizenship. He worked for New York City as a boiler engineer. So mm-hmm. he was totally entrenched in, the, in American society. And then when the call came, then he came out. And that's what your fear has got to be, that they'll do the same now. But you really have to be vigilant. And I just, and on the flip side, don't be stupid. Because this, the reason I decided to just mention this was something happened yesterday at a Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. You just got to shake your head at people. Like, how stupid are you exactly? Like, how stupid are you? This kid, 27 years old, Tyler of Rhode Island. He's uh he's at the airport. He got frustrated with the automated kiosk. You know, you go up, punch in your flight, your uh, confirmation number, you get the tag for your bags and all that stuff. You do it yourself. Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't working. So he starts causing a scene. Then he decides to tell an airport employee, "Call the cops. Have a bomb in my bag." <laughs> yeah. So they called the authorities. They evacuated the terminal airport departure entrance for vehicles was closed major travel delays. it was about three hours before the initial you know call to to opening up the airport again and now he's in jail for making a false report of a bomb resisting arrest, et cetera et etc being held a fifty thousand dollars bond he's in trouble yeah he's in real trouble. I mean you shouldn't do this anytime. do you really think you should be doing that now?
1: I don't get like there's so many things in this world where you know. You shouldn't say something. You shouldn't do something in certain places, and you know we, we can get specific over it. I know we'll talk about it in shovels too, but like things that you're doing and say, like, what is going on? We had the McDermott stuff where he's using nine eleven as a yeah. As, you've got guys going to the airport making bomb threats, people screaming on planes because they're upset at this or that, and then yeah. oh, what do you? Why are we landing the plane now? Well, just take me to the location I want to go to. No, you're acting like a
5: jackass. Yeah, but I just it's not even just he's yelling or he's upset. Call the police. Have a bomb on my bag. Oh, that's smart. Because you will go to jail now.
1: Well, yeah. you can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, no. bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> <laughs> bomb, bomb. Well, it, you know, with the 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 Hamas stuff too. Like, I, I wonder, are we going to are we going to move past this thing like we did with the Ukraine war, which is still going on? Um, you know, it's is it is it? I, yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's cr- like we. It's just, it's weird how quickly we can move past certain things. I think this is, this might be a little bit different because of the ties that you have, but it's all, it's ugly over there, man. The
4: whole thing. That's commissions, Baltimore. Thank you very much, Edward, 410 583 1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Yeah, this is a time of the year where you have to be mindful. There's no no doubt about it. You
5: really do. I mean, you should be mindful all the time, but particularly now.
4: Educator yesterday was carjacked in front of his house. Really? By fourteen and fifteen year old boys. That's
5: all they are now. Yeah.
4: In front of his house, man.
5: Yeah. Mm. Stupid. I, every if you when you're out and about, you'll hear a story a day now about carjacking. Yeah. That's that's bad. It's terrible. It's it's really terrible. And they, again. You know, our legislators and wisdom—they made it even tougher to prosecute juveniles now, who are the most dangerous criminals we have, because
4: they have no sense of consequence. They're kids. And you know what I'm tired of hearing? I'm tired of hearing. Well, they got to open up the rec centers. Oh, not, Come on, it's man. It's not about rec centers, man. You think this? It's you not. know, these kids would be uh,
5: happier playing. You know, nah. hoops. Or, this is what they want to do.
4: It's, it's, it's not about it's not rec sense. centers. It's, it's about what goes on at home. It's about what absolutely goes on at school. It's, that's what it is. It's not right. Re- open up rec centers. Why? So they could be empty? Because nobody's going inside. You can't get a kid outside either you can't get a kids outside. All the video games. Not about rec centers. You don't know. I think I mean, that's like the dumbest excuse ever. Yeah. It's like if we had that,
5: then they wouldn't be doing this.
1: Look at me. I had my, my PAL center that I went to, my police athletic league, where they would watch me after school. I'd play uh, video games there and some ping pong, table tennis, maybe a little dodgeball, some kickball, and then I'd take my karate classes.
4: Like a big boy. hmm. You all probably ahead of us. Bad options, too, that you just couldn't choose because you had a foot in your behind.
1: Yeah, my dad would have whooped my ass. Exactly. That done That's, exactly my <laughs> That's my point. That's my point.
4: I looked at someone that looked at their dad. like They
1: got into an argument, and they yelled at their dad. I was like, boy, oh, boy. I was nowhere near what my dad was
4: to me, but my kids would never look at me that way. I don't want to hear somebody say, I don't know what to do with this boy. It's your son. You know yeah. what to do. <laughs> it's just your son. If you don't know what to do, who's going to do it? You're just uncomfortable with those questions. 410 583 1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. The moment I've been waiting for. Ed and Jerry's top three, but I got to keep waiting until nine o'clock on the other side. Could a backup quarterback make it to the Super Bowl this season? Don't have to win it. Just get there. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. You see what he did here? Uh-huh. Backup quarterbacks. <laughs> Back that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can a backup quarterback advance to the Super Bowl this year? So, let's go to the AFC. You got Joe Flacco. All right. For the uh, Bengals, you have, uh, what's the kid's name, Browning? Right? Yep. And for the Indy Colts, you have uh, Minshew. So, those are your backup quarterbacks. All right. Uh, Texans, if they get in, they don't have a backup quarterback. The Bills don't have a backup quarterback. Nobody else does. Everybody else is with their starters. On the NFC side. You really don't have a situation with a backup quarterback except Minnesota, right?
5: You,
4: on the NFC for playoff side? teams, you mean? Yeah, playoff teams. Um, just just Minnesota. I'd have to sit here and think about who's actually in the playoff picture for that. Yeah, week. well, Forty Nine ers no, Cowboys no, Lions no, Buccaneers no, Eagles no, Rams no. In the playoff hunt, uh the Seattle Seahawks no, the Saints no, the Falcons no? Well, is there a decision Seahawks, to be made with Seahawks yeah. with Drew Lock last well, night? Well, no? I, I think I, I think.
1: Smith will be back. I do too. The cool thing about that is when he threw the touchdown, you see the first guy celebrating with him. Yeah, Gino
4: Smith. Right. But I think I think he'll be back when it's all said and done. I think the only situation you have is what Nick Mullins. Yeah, with 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 Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. So we're looking at uh, four backup quarterbacks in playoff scenarios. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance Ed Norris that one of those quarterbacks can advance to the Super Bowl? Flacco, Browning, uh, Minshew, Mullins in the NFC?
5: Mm. Uh, I'd say Flacco and Browning have the best chance because they got good people around them. I, like, I think Minshew's done a great job. I just don't know if the, the Colts are that good. Um, I mean, that Browns defense is still awesome, and the Bengals still have a lot of offensive firepower. But I think they could go somewhere with a backup quarterback.
1: No, the commission is wrong. Uh, Jamar, I just Jamar Chase could be out for the year as well with the Bengals. But go ahead. Uh, well, the, I don't think the Bengals can do it because their defense is just absolutely horrendous right now. Uh, they can't stop a damn nosebleed. And uh, and when we when we talk about Flacco, I've talked about the inconsistencies. Like I think it's a great story. I honestly would love to see Cleveland win a game and come to Baltimore and play. And I think it would be great, depending on the outcome. But I, it would be great for that mm-hmm. week. I just don't buy any of these backups, and and again, it's it's ridiculous to say no, they're not going to make it because once you're in, you have a shot. But I can't. I would not put my hard-earned money on those teams making it. No, or I would, I, I not I would so put
5: them in money. above the the favorites who have their quarterbacks intact. But you know how it is. Yeah. I mean, if somebody gets a hot hand, like Joe did when he won the Super Bowl, he have a
4: great season. No, and he no, but Joe family. had Hall of Famers around him, though. That's that's yeah. Let's keep that in mind. Joe mm-hmm. had. Other people making plays for him as well. Joe had Anquan Boulder making plays. Joe had, uh, um, uh, punt returner's name. Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones making plays for him. He had a lot he of guys can... around him making plays. I don't know if Cleveland is quite built that oh, were way. Were there
1: Hall of Famers around him? Are you talking about on the no, team? No, no, on,
4: on the team in general. Okay. Because he, he also had Ed Reed on the team. He had Ray Lewis on the team. So he, I mean, he had. he had Miles Garrett's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. He had, what's his name? Uh, uh Terrell Suggs on the team, who's a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, you know, he, he has some Hall of Famers around him.
1: Yeah. Again, when we look at these backup quarterbacks, Ed's right with them getting in. Somebody can get hot. I think sometimes it's who's playing the best football. The one that I would probably be a little bit more in on would be Nick Mullins because Minnesota. Well, because, Mick, uh, first off, the the NFC is weak. I don't think anybody's getting past um, the 49ers personally. But, again, we'll see what, what happens when the playoffs start. But... Uh, Mullins is one of those guys that's played before played in a pro style offense in San Francisco. I think once he starts getting some reps, he'll be fine. But mainly it's, if you don't, if you haven't seen Minnesota's defense, they blitz you, they tell you they're blitzing you and you have no idea where the blitz is coming from. They blitz on every single down Mm -hmm. and that can be, it's boom or bust. And that's why I'm saying if they got hot. And those blitzes were hitting? The defense could carry them. The defense could help carry it a little bit. Now with Justin Jefferson back, Jordan Addison's turned into a problem. I don't believe in any of them, but I believe in that team specifically more than the other two.
4: 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Uh, Super Bowl situation. You got four backup quarterbacks in there right now. Uh, Flacco, Browning, uh, uh, Minshew. No one picked Minshew for Indianapolis is it the team that you doubt?
5: It's the team. I said I mentioned that first. I said, oh, I, I, said I don't believe it. I think Minshew's done a great job. I just don't think the Colts are that, you know, balanced.
1: He got their best player on offense almost murdered. Everybody's mad at that kid, Casey, for mm-hmm. he gets kicked out for the rest of the year. And granted, it was a dirty hit. But if you don't throw that sorry-ass pass that far away from your receiver, he doesn't have to lay out to get it. How about you just hit him on his shoulder pads right here or put it somewhere where it's catchable mm-hmm. and he gets laid out? I just, Gardner Minshew is what he is. Like, um, could he turn into a Nick Foles? I guess you could say that and have this run, but I think the Eagles had all the places, all the the other positions in place, like they were set there. And then when Wentz went
4: when Wentz went down, he was having an MVP season. People forget that. You know Gardner Minshew's worst completion percentage has been fifty six percent.
1: this year. Okay, so. I mean, I don't worry about completion percentage the way that most guys do. Right, because well,
4: Not all completions are created equal. He only threw multiple
1: interceptions
4: once in the game. I think you're grading him on a curve. He's not good. He's a backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got to grade him on a curve. He's a backup. No, yeah, you know, don't. He's starting now. Now he's a starter. No, I don't. don't no, if that's the case, then why are we saying what? Backup quarterback? You're the one that brought co- this crap co- up. we, compared him, we compared <laughs> him I'm to, just waiting for my top three. We're comparing him to backup quarterbacks. I'm not comparing him to, to well,
1: a starter. And technically, Nick Mullen's a backup quarterback. He was a third string. That's what we could brand him okay, to, Okay, so Nick
4: Mullins is my guy. He's the backup that could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Let's go to Antonio and Rosedale. What's up, Antonio? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. Happy Taco Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday to you, too. What changes will
5: the Ravens make in the offensive line for the rest? of the season and the playoffs. Have a wonderful day, guys. Have a wonderful day, too. I don't know there's
1: much that they can change on the offensive line, right? I mean, I think next year we're talking about some changes. You know, I got a, a message from somebody. We were talking about it off the air saying that he feels like Tyler Lindebaum could be the only offensive lineman that comes back. Now, when we were talking about with Ken McCusick, he said he fully expects Moses to be back, but there could be some wholesale changes along that line. And don't forget about the kid Voorhees that they drafted that was hurt. Um, you know, they. I think they, they like him a lot mm-hmm. and think that maybe he could get plugged in depending on how quickly he heals and how everything yeah. goes.
5: I, mean, I don't know what's up with Stanley and what the future holds for him, but.
4: It mm. doesn't look good. Not look, yeah, it's not looking great right now. Not at all. Let's go to Baltimore and get Rashawn.
3: What's up, Rashawn? Come on, fellas. What's going on?
4: Not much, man. What's going on with you?
3: Not much, man. Cowboys back in uh you know the lead for the NFC East last night thanks to the Seahawks man. There you go, crazy yeah. game last night man, crazy game man. But um even when you lose of... you win. <laughs> exactly. We did boys, yeah. <laughs> man, that that Buffalo game man like uh we went into that game thinking you know we had a legitimate shot you know to make it to the Super Bowl but I don't know man I'm starting to think my boys are frauds man like ain't no way you get beat up like that on the road you know against a Buffalo team that what, you know had what. Seven wins, six losses, man. I know they're kind of hot right now. but.
1: but I mean, you can't down that trip to Buffalo because you went up there, you probably went to one of the finest Applebee's they had, and you took a four home.
4: Oh Hey man, listen that four in the morning when you got that uh, that no, bourbon in no, you no. everybody that four, like Beyonce, man. that four is a four regardless of where you are. That's a four. No, so was a Buffalo seven.
1: She looks yeah, well that's probably right. She'll definitely do that thing you like. So
5: right.
4: Hey man, listen man, listen. The cowboys ain't the only ones that got beat up in Buffalo, and i tell you that, man, you know. Nice. Four ten five eight three one mm. oh five seven, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning (laughs) Show on the fan. Albino tortoise. We're giving (laughs) out shovels at 9.15, but on the other (sighs) side, it's the moment you waited for. Ed and Jeremy's top three NFL teams on the
2: fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.